You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. The biggest sports talk show in the heart of the Sun Belt universe. The Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. There's something I want to get ahead of. Okay, Sometimes you, you it's like you're, you're in the ocean. You see the big swell coming. You're like, I'm going to be in a bad spot if I stay right here. Now, I can either go in and wait for it to break, or I can go out and try to get, get over it before it starts to curl. But where I am right now is not where I want to be. I want to get ahead of something right now. So I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to swim out. Even if the Bengals light up the Chiefs and Burrow throws for four touchdowns and zero interceptions and Patrick Mahomes throws for three interceptions and zero touchdowns, Joe Burrow is not better than Patrick Mahomes. That does not make Joe Burrow the premier face of the league top quarterback. And I don't care who says it. I don't know when this even became a thing. Joe Burrow wasn't even in that conversation yet. Now, that's not to say he can't enter into the conversation, but it's to say you got to enter in the conversation before you can win the conversation. I'll, I'll go as far out on a limb as to say this. If the Bengals beat the Chiefs, we can talk about the Bengals being better than the Chiefs, but it doesn't say anything about their quarterbacks. You may say, Tim... Why would you even bring it's because everyone's bringing this up. It started with, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and give him credit because he's the first I saw it. And and he was ahead of the the curve. Brandon Kravitz, who who's a, on radio down in Orlando. He was the first one I saw, right? Just a little industry follow. We follow each other on social media and, and follow us on Twitter at ESPN radio nine, four, one. You can also follow me at Donnelly sports. And we're talking about a couple days ago, he just put out something like, if Joe Burrow and the Bengals beat the Chiefs, we have to stop asking and start saying that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the league. And I went, this guy is going for clicks. And I'm not disrespecting Kravitz. He's, he's, he's a good host. But I was like, that's what he's going to get. And then all of a sudden, everyone started asking this question. Like, right here from our own network, Harry Douglas from Fitz and Harry said this that number one quarterback position. Because right now, I will tell you, when I look at the totality of everything, has Joe Burrow, in my eyes, surpassed Patrick Mahomes? It's hard for me to say yes, because Patrick Mahomes has won an MVP. He's probably going to be MVP again this season. But also, Patrick Mahomes has been to two Super Bowls, and he won one. Now, if Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes this week and goes on to win a Super Bowl, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a new number one in my eyes, at that quarterback position in the National Football League, and it will be Joe Burrow. What? No, what? What? And even this, even he he contradicted himself, and he he said, "Now, no, of course not. Patrick Mahomes has an MVP, but if 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 Joe Burrow makes it to two Super Bowls and wins one, which Mahomes has already done, somehow Burrow is going to vault over Mahomes without the MVP." Speaking of twisting yourself into a pretzel, 
I don't even know what this means. Dan Orlovsky on GetUp. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in football. Let me be very clear with what I'm saying, okay? Chiefs fans. Patrick Mahomes, best player. He's the most talented player in the NFL, and he's the most dynamic weapon. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in football. When it comes to quarterbacking, when it comes to yep. understanding play calls, when it comes to understanding what you have to do with the football, when it comes to understanding what the defense is, when it comes to understanding pocket manipulation, when it comes to timing and rhythm and accuracy and ball play, uh, Joe Burrow's the best. Mm-hmm. He's the standard right now. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, who also plays quarterback, is the best player. A, sounds disrespectful to to Mahomes. I know Orlovsky did go back and, and clarify that he wasn't saying Mahomes isn't, isn't you know intelligent enough or football smart enough, which I do think is important. Dan wasn't going that way. But, but, how can you be the best player and not the best quarterback if you're a quarterback? If the next three years go perfectly for Joe Burrow, right? If everything breaks his way, he might be as accomplished as Patrick Mahomes is right now. We don't just bank on the best case scenario happening, right? We don't say if everything goes as well uh, as possible for Patrick Mahomes from now until the end of his career, he might be Tom Brady. So we just say, He's better than Tom Brady. That that's the logic that I I'm fine, right? And I get it. You want to put extra stakes onto a game because it makes it more fun. Right? It's it's the same reason why if there's a game that I do not care about at all, but maybe my my 1-year-old son's asleep, right? I want to watch a game. You don't always get pure quiet when you have when you have an infant around the house or a, a toddler now. It's like, you know what? I don't care about this Timberwolves uh, uh, Kings game, but it's the only game on, and I want to enjoy watching a game. So, what do I do? I raise the stakes, maybe put a little money on it, right? Betting's gambling's legal in the state of Virginia. Go to on my phone, put a little cash. Now, all of a sudden, higher stakes, it's more fun. I get it. So, so if you want to just enjoy this more, you want to enjoy the AFC championship more, what do you say? Well, it's not just the AFC championship. What else is on the line? The title of best quarterback. What else is on the line? Uh, Legacies. But they're not actually on the line. That doesn't, it's not true. And by the way, you shouldn't have to up the ante on an AFC championship game. What's on the line? A trip to the Super Bowl. If that doesn't get your juices flowing, that's on you, right? Like the, the adrenaline junkie who's like, I've been jumping out of planes too long. It, it doesn't get my juices flowing anymore, so now I jump out without a parachute, and I have a buddy jump out with a parachute, and we free fall near each other, and he tosses me the parachute, and then I put it on, and that's how I get my adrenaline rolling now. If that's you, that's on you. You can't go ahead and put that on Mahomes and Burrow. If the Bengals beat the Chiefs, it's fair to say the Bengals are better than the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is this year's MVP. Like, He is becoming, they're about to name him as MVP. They haven't released the voting, but we know. 49 out of 50 all-pro first-team votes went to Patrick Mahomes. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1. Trey in Newport News. Here's the the conversation we're going to have. If Burrow beats the Chiefs, is Burrow better than Patrick Mahomes? My answer is... Not even close, and I'm upset that this is dominating the sports world today. 
Trey has his take on it. Uh, you can call in 757-687-9494. Trey, thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. I'm mm-hmm. the show. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, I heard people talking about this, and I was wondering, like, it don't matter what you do. If you beat anybody four times in anything, there's no way you can sit here and have a legit conversation you're better than that other person if you've never even beaten the other person. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, who day? <laughs> I, see why, I, see why, I see why he's trying to justify it. If he would have left out the who day, I would have been. I would have had, had no inside knowledge on that He one. gave himself up. If this were boxing... You beat somebody four times, we can talk about it. If this were track and field in an individual sport, you beat someone four times, we can. It's a team sport. It is a team sport. Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, I like the the head-to-head, the the you have to score, I have to score, the one-upsmanship. They're not even on the field at the same time. Matter of fact, that's how they should settle it. They should both have to play safety. Ah, Patrick Mahomes is, is a little, little... Next time they're both healthy in a game, they should have to play on both sides of the ball. Let's go full 1960s with it. Uh, <laughs> I I want to be clear, right? Because I'm not discrediting what Joe Burrow is doing. This is a Ring of Honor complex situation where uh, if you don't know what the Ring of Honor complex is, it's it's one of the phenomena in sports that I talk about, which is... There's a lot of players out there that are are really, really good, but they're not Hall of Famers, right? And, or at least I don't believe they should be Hall of Famers. This debate is actually kind of happening with Scott Rowland right now in Major League Baseball, uh, where it's like you're very good, you are an all-star, very good for a long time. There might even be a franchise that puts you in their ring of honor, and rightfully so, but you're not a Hall of Famer. You just you fell, you know... If the Hall of Fame is the top 1% of the top 1%, you're the top 2% of the top 1%. Now, if somebody goes and says you should be a Hall of Famer, and I say you're not, it sounds like I'm saying you stink. But what actually, it's a huge compliment. I'd say like, no, you should be in the Ring of Honor, you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. That's saying you're a great all-time athlete in that franchise's history. I think of like Tony Romo in this way. I think Tony Romo should be in the Cowboys Ring of Honor. Donovan McNabb. I think Donovan McNabb should be in the Philadelphia Eagles Ring of Honor. I don't think either of them should be in the Hall of Fame. That's not an insult. That's a compliment. But it sounds like an insult because of the Ring of Honor complex. So you saying Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes, I say no, he's not. It sounds like I'm saying Joe Burrow stinks. What I'm actually saying is Joe Burrow might be the third best quarterback in the NFL. On the right day, I might squint with one eye, close the other eye completely. He looks like the second best quarterback in the NFL. But right now, he's not better than Patrick Mahomes, and that's not going to change on Sunday. That's not me being insulting. That's a huge compliment. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your reaction to that conversation might get back into some DAC talk because I I see the phone lines. And also, again, clear mind, couple days to think about it. Should the Giants give Saquon Barkley the bag? Stick around. Sports talk with a side of movie quotes. You ought to get the ball around the infield. Do you know what that makes you? Larry? Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. 
A little pitch. Barkley looking for a seed. Great cut. Saquon Barkley in for the touchdown. Was that one of the last plays we're going to see Saquon Barkley in a Giants uniform? Fox play-by-play. A little highlight there. Touchdown against the Vikings. Uh, oh, doesn't Giants fans, doesn't that seem like a better time? Playing against the Vikings. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. We'll come back to the Saquon talk, uh, but Darius in Hampton has been on the call in line waiting, has a take on Dak Prescott. We opened the show asking if we can have a serious, uh, calm, more reasoned discussion about Dak Prescott and acknowledge that you don't give up on him. He played poorly this year, definitely in the playoffs, in the the, the divisional round loss, but he, he's shown enough to be stick, stuck with, not gived up on, to use all kinds of bad grammar. Uh, Darius and Hampton has a take. Uh, the call in line is 757-687-9494. Darius, thanks for calling in. What do you want to say about Dak Prescott? Thanks, Tim. I just want to say, um, you know, as as Dallas Cowboy fans, you gotta you gotta kind of like put yourself in our shoes, and <laughs> we've seen this. Oh, don't make me do that. Don't make me do well, that. Well, I'm just saying for for at least for at least these couple of mm-hmm. moments. All right, I got you. We've been we we we've, we've seen mediocre performances for years, especially when it comes to big games. I was reading something the other day. Dak, since entering the league against his record versus winning teams is 18 and 24 that's below 500 so yeah he he we we can be ranked sometimes at the top of the offense uh rankings sometimes you know but a lot of those games is from padded stats and him trying to bring us back throwing several hundred times and it's just like He's not a quarterback that seems to battle against adversity. Just like last week, for instance, Joe Burrow, he's missing three offensive linemen. He didn't didn't seem like it at all. But as soon as we miss Tyron Smith, it's a big problem for us. I mean, Dak has to show that he has to be the reason that we win and not the reason that we lose. You know, um, for years, he's had great rosters around him. Uh, arguably, that year when he first replaced Romo, we had a Super Bowl team that year. I, I mean, I kind of wish Romo was able, healthy enough to at least carry us out through that playoff run. I mean, even in a rookie, he, he was a fourth-round rookie then. He just lost to a seventh-round rookie that outplayed him. Like, this is the stuff that we're looking at as Dallas Cowboy fans, and we don't think that, you know, when you're, when you're on the outside looking in, yeah, you see Dak, he's formidable, but, when it comes to the big games, when the games that we need, and you got a Hall of Fame uh, offensive line in front of you, now they're old. You done ran, uh, Zeke done ran out all his mouths. So where do we go from here? Um, another example, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he just lost Ty- Tyreek Hill. We just lost uh, Amari Cooper. Cooper. Yep. But I mean, like, what's the what's the big difference? You, you didn't see Patrick. Nobody's talking about, oh, man, he's really struggling without Tyreek Hill. But they're making excuses for, oh, he didn't have Amari Cooper this year or stuff like that. As good quarterback. Well, hold, hold, hold on, Darius. Hold on, Darius. You're going to make that, that, that example. So, so I, have to, I have to get your expectations. Coming into this season or going into this playoff run or, or going into last year even, did you think Dak Prescott was as good as Patrick Mahomes? No, I'm not saying he was good as Patrick Mahomes. But what I'm saying is, 
you have a you have a, a a good team around you, so you have enough pieces to rise to the occasion. All right, I I appreciate the call. Call back in any time. Uh, you know you're always welcome, Darius. Seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. Make no mistake about it. When I say you shouldn't give up on Dak, I am not saying Dak is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had a very very talented supporting cast. Some of those guys have moved on. He has acted as if they haven't. Dak Prescott's not going to be that good. He isn't that good. As I just illustrated earlier, talking about the Joe Burrow comparisons, nobody's as good. Not right now. Right? I mean, you, nobody looks at, at, at uh, Paul George, right, and says, well, LeBron did it. It's like, well, yeah, but but we pretty much know Paul George isn't LeBron, right? It, oh, well, Dak Prescott? Patrick Mahomes did it. The other thing I'll say is this. Like you you heard the the caller Darius bring up that he kind of wishes they went back to Tony Romo that first year. That first year was flawless. Flaw 105 passer rating. I mean, stepped in 13 and 3. Do you realize how good Dak had to be to step in as a fourth round rookie and not give the job back to Tony Romo? That I to go back and relitigate the things he's done in the past, to go back and say because he's throwing interceptions now, 2021 wasn't as good, to go back and say his rookie year wasn't as good, to go back and say all those 100-plus passer ratings didn't exist, no, they existed. This year was a step back. You just have to do everything you possibly can to make it 2022 was one step back, 2023 is five steps forward. You don't give up on a guy that's that's – had his success in the NFL. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1. With that being said, the Giants have to give up on Saquon Barkley. It's a different situation. I know putting them back-to-back sounds bad, uh, but it's the hardest decision in the NFL this offseason. And the, the, the Giants have to pinch their nose so they don't smell how much it stinks because it's going to stink and it's going to hurt. And, and it, you have to move on from Saquon. For like a rule, right? It's it's you just have to follow your core values. One of the core values of every NFL team should be you don't pay running backs unless they're perfect. Saquon is really, really good. Not perfect. Here's Saquon on his future with the Giants at his his last media availability. I don't know. Something I would have to sit back and, and think on. I really haven't had time to think on that. I can't envision that being my last time in the Giants uniform. Like I said, that, all that stuff's out of my control. That's a conversation that, you know, that's why I have, you, you have an agent. I have a, a, an unbelievable agent. So sometimes this week, sit down with her, sit down with my family and see what's up. You know, there's a whole lot of rules and stuff that can happen throughout this whole process. So uh, just go back, take a little time off, um, enjoy some time with my family and see what happens. Building a roster is ridiculously difficult, extremely difficult. But there there are a few things you can recognize. One of them is timing. And and timing is everything. Not I mean not just in building a roster, kind of in in life, right? Job opens, you're not quite qualified for it. A couple years later you're qualified for it, the job isn't open, right? Timing is everything. 
unfortunately, the Giants and, and, and Saquon, they got together a little too early. Right? The Giants weren't ready to settle down yet. Saquon was looking for a long-term commitment. And, and what I mean by I know I'm, I'm kind of making the relationship parallels as, as a joke, but what I mean by that is the, the ideal way to build a roster is you build everything else and then you get the running back last. So what, what you do is you, you get the longest shelf life items first. So you get your quarterback, you get your receivers, you get your offensive line. On the defensive side, you get your safeties, right? You get your secondary. Then you get your, your defensive linemen, then the, 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 the linebackers. And then lastly, you get the running back because they spoil the fastest. Their shelf life is the, the, the shortest, right? You get that last as the crown jewel. You drop it in there, bada boom, bada bang. It's like, a, like a, the infinity gauntlet for Thanos, for my Marvel fans out there. It's the last one. You become all powerful. You run off as many Super Bowls before guys start, start spoiling. Barkley, if he came in, if Saquon came to the Giants three years from now and they had time to get their offensive line straight, they had time to get wide receivers, they had time to decide if DJ is their guy forever, their defense continues to get better, then you throw Saquon in three years from now, that's where it gets really good. But Saquon's going to be 28 by then, and it's it's not going to work out. Here's Joe Shane, their GM, on answering the question, if Will, sorry, I'm going to just say the whole question for you. Joe Shane, the Giants GM, answers, will Saquon Barkley be back? Again, this, this is a special team. To me, it was my first year. We, we'd like to have all the guys back. I really would. But there's, there's a business side to it. And, you know, there's rules that you need to operate under in terms of the salary cap. And, you know, Saquon's, he's a good player. He's a great teammate. You know, I love, to get to, I love getting to know him this season. And, you know, he's a guy we would like to have back. It's just, again, we haven't had, you know, our, our end-of-season meetings yet. We're less than 48 hours after that game. So everybody's going to step back, you know, take the emotion out of it, evaluate the roster. And then, again, there's – we got to operate under a salary cap. How are you going to divvy up? How, how we're going to create the roster? Um, what are the priority positions and how we're going to move forward? But, you know, we, we would like to have Saquon back if, if it works out. That sounds like he's, he's greasing the gears a little bit, right? I wouldn't go cold turkey with Saquon's not coming back. I would say, well, we have to evaluate everything. Then the next time we talk, well, the running back market is next time we talk. Yeah, we ain't bringing him back. Like, I would, I would ease into it. Barkley reportedly, Saquon, has already turned down $12 million per year. If he wants more than that, let someone else pay it. There, I, I looked it up today because that's, that's what I do. I do a lot of looking things up. Eight running backs. Eight running backs in the NFL are averaging per year more than $7 million. He turned down 12 per Eight running backs in the NFL are averaging more than seven. He turned down 12 per. And oh, by the way, on his rookie contract, he was making 7.7. So he's already been one of the top 10 highest paid running backs in the league for a while. So let's say that. Okay, eight running backs are making over $7 million a year. They're all making at least 12, by the way. So there's a there's a middle class that doesn't exist in, in, in running backs. 24 other teams that aren't paying their running backs $12 million plus per year, have an extra $5 million to spend on that roster. I want the $5 million, right? You, you always hear like, like uh, 
that kind of foolish stuff, right? Where where I don't know your budget, your 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 boss gives you a budget for uh, like travel or something, and you're like, well, if if I stay at the cut rate hotel, could I just get the cash difference? It's like no, that we're giving you money for the business trip. We're not just giving you cash, right? Or or they give you a budget to make a display for the big sales presentation, and you're like, well, what if I walk up there and just give a speech? Could I just have the money for the display? It's not. It's not how it works. But this is how it works in the NFL. The money you don't spend on running back, you get to spend elsewhere. So I want to have a running back that makes $5 million a year. I'm going to take the $7 million I'm not spending on a $12 million running back and go get myself the, the best number three wide receiver in the NFL. Because I see more value there. And, and so does everyone else. That's why Bijan Robinson is always talked about as the best player in this NFL draft. And then you talk about where in the teens or 20s he's going to get drafted. Because running backs aren't valued. Sorry. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1. Uh, <laughs> the difference in the NFL, this is this is our next conversation. We're going to the Bills. The difference between being worshipped and celebrated and being a whiner and a complainer at the podium, it's paper thin in the NFL. Brandon Bean started whining and complaining. And uh, we'll play that audio coming up next. Finding solutions to sports' biggest problems is a team effort. Join the team and call the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1 at 757-687-9494. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. I tried to preemptively get ahead of the Burrow is better than Mahomes conversation. I'm I, the 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 rumblings coming across the sports world saying, I don't know if the Bengals beat the Chiefs, Burrow's the number one. Uh, and I, I tried to get ahead of it. And I said, no, I don't care what happens this weekend. The MVP of the league isn't losing his grasp on the number one spot. Uh, and, and of course, the reactions are what the reactions are. We'll go get some of that reaction uh, on the call in line. That number is 757 687 9494 Eric in Chesapeake has some thoughts on uh, on Mahomes and Burrow. So Eric, thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? Hey Tim, thanks for uh, taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um my uh my thoughts are that, you know, I, I don't feel like we we know what we have at this point, but to to definitively say that uh Mahomes is going to be better even if uh Burrow beats him, I, I think is a little premature. And and the reason I say that is you know, what we could have here is a transition, um, you know, kind of like a few years ago, Mahomes came in the league and it was, uh, you know, and, and back at that time it was, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the man and MVP and so on and so forth. But if you look at the past couple of years, uh, you know, what Burrow has done with his transitioning to the NFL, um, he's come to the point where he's, he, he truly is Joe cool. You know, chips are down. He, he lost some receivers earlier this year. That's, that's when they went on their win streak. Um, you know, when when uh, when they were down some some key players, um, and uh, and he doesn't crack. You know, he, he the stiffer the competition, uh, the the cooler he is. Same things we were saying about Mahomes uh, just a few years ago. And uh, you know, alternatively, you look at Mahomes uh, last year in the playoffs, cracks the Burrow and the Bengals, um, and then earlier this year, uh, but, Bills but, come in but, and just. But 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 don't. Don't discredit his playoffs last year. He also won the game against the Bills with 13 seconds left, getting him in. That was also probably the most clutch playoff performance we've seen in a long time. 
I'm not discrediting that at all. I loved that game. That was that was phenomenal. Um, all I'm saying is what we could be witnessing here is a transition. Uh, Mahomes, you know, being a few years older than than Burrow, uh, we could be seeing a, a changing of the guard. Necessarily this season, absolutely, maybe not. But uh, over the course of this year, next year, and then the year after. That could be what we're witnessing right now. So to say, in my opinion, to say, oh, you know, Mahomes definitely better than Burrow. Well, I don't know. I think right now we we might be seeing Mahomes, you know, kind of on the downswing and Burrow kind of on the upswing. All right, I, I appreciate the call. Um, if if here's what I'll, I'll say. Here's my concession. If if you think this is the first step toward or the second step towards Burrow being better than Mahomes three years from now. We can have that conversation, right? I'm I'm fine with saying Burrow's on the way up. Fine with that. Like I said, I'm not knocking Burrow. What I'm saying is Patrick Mahomes has done everything Burrow has done and more in just about every way. This game this weekend is not going to undo all of the advantages that Patrick Mahomes has. Now Burrow can be making up ground. Like I'm, if if we say Mahomes, let's let's do this like it's a 400, one time around the track, right? One lap. If we say right now Mahomes is 40 meters ahead, right? I don't know why I picked 40, just one tenth. He's 40 meters ahead. If you want to say after Burrow wins this weekend, if Burrow wins this weekend, he's now 35 meters behind. I'm fine. To, yeah, we can close the gap. We we can shrink it a little bit, but but it's it, you know you're gonna need some time to close all 40 meters. If you would have gone back two weeks, two weeks, like I'm not even 100 percent sure we should be having Burrow past Josh Allen. Two weeks ago, we would have said it, the the number two quarterback in the league. If if Mahomes is one, number two would have been Allen. And then Burrow probably would have been in a tier below that. I don't even know if it was obvious. Now, I'm fine with saying Burrow has moved up and he's, he's distanced himself from that tier and he's entered into the we, – we can, we can have that conversation. But we can't say if the, the Bengals beat the Chiefs, Burrow is better than Mahomes. Especially when you consider, A, Mahomes is playing perhaps on, an, on half an ankle. But also – the rookie contract of it all does come into play. Burrow has more money to spend on the supporting cast. But but it's like, uh, but Burrow's doing it with, with an offensive line. Did you see the Super Bowl a couple years ago when Patrick Mahomes was in the Super Bowl running for his life because the offensive line stunk against the Bucks? What Burrow's done, Mahomes has already done. Only he also won a Super Bowl, and he also has an MVP, and he also threw for 50 touchdowns in a season. And this season, he won an MVP without having the wide receivers. Burrow can be closing the gap, but the gap is not closed. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1. We, we, we're skipping through things. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to Brandon Bean, Buffalo's GM, whining and complaining. I promised you we'll p- play that audio. So we'll play that audio coming up next. We're talking about the NFL right now on the Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. In the NFL, right, it's game inches. That's what they... That's what they told me in any given Sunday. It's game inches. 
the difference between being worshipped, like like a, a, a demigod, like a, a, a god walking amongst mere mortals, and making excuses at a podium, the difference is is razor thin. Right, it it is minuscule. Right, your kicker makes a kick, you you win the game. You're not buying a drink in the city for the next week. Your kicker misses the kick, you lose the game. You're at the podium going, what had happened was, like you're, you're making stuff up. Brandon Bean, GM of the Bills, might have put together the best pure talent roster in the NFL. In the running, right? There's a couple teams that are in the running for that. The Bills are one of them. As a GM, if you do that, you should be celebrate, celebrated. But... His team lost. They got pushed around. They got bullied. It was the snow cold. They weren't built for it. And, and the Bengals won. And now Brandon Bean is at the, the podium closing out his season's media availability. And he is explaining all of the ways that it wasn't fair. The Bengals had it easier. I mean, excuses. I mean, complaining, whining. It's so, so thin. The difference. Here's Brandon Bean on why the Bills can't do what the Bengals did with their roster. They have a good team. I mean, they right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. They had some lean years and without getting too much into their build. And I don't want to, I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase. Like he's a heck of a talent. I'd love to have him, but you gotta, you gotta go through some lean years to do, to do that. And, you know, they were able to get Burrow one, and I don't remember where Chase was drafted, but it was pretty high. Like, and those guys are on their rookie deals. We're paying Stefan Diggs a pretty hefty number. We're paying Josh Allen a pretty hefty number. So there is the constraints of the cap. Let me explain to you why you lost that game, Brandon Bean. Because you built a roster that doesn't thrive in the cold. That's it. It's not your draft capital. It's not they're more talented because they're paying their quarterback less. You lost that game because you built a roster not to thrive in the cold and you play your home games in Buffalo. But he, I guess, couldn't leave it. That would have been a short press conference. Uh, Thank you, uh, media. Appreciate all the coverage all year. Really enjoy it. Um, I don't always agree with you, but I think you do a fair job. Uh, The reason we lost is because we couldn't run the ball and it was snowing. Yes, that 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 is a flaw in a roster designed to play in Buffalo, um, and we're going to do our best to fix it. Have a great have a great off season, everybody. Like it couldn't just be twenty seconds. So we started making ex- excuses, and he started saying, "Well, their quarterback's cheaper, and Jamar Chase they drafted high, and we don't want to draft high." Well, guess what? You just made a bad draft decision. You paid Stefan Diggs all of that money and you didn't have to. Ready? Like, did he think we didn't have Google? Did he think we couldn't go look at the draft capital? Did he think we couldn't go look at what he has done? Meaning you traded a first round pick for Stefan Diggs, right? You traded the 22nd pick as part of a deal. The 22nd pick in 2020, the 2020 NFL draft for Stefan Diggs, the same player you just complained that you had to pay. Do you know who was drafted with the 22nd pick in the 2020 NFL draft? Justin Jefferson. 
oh, you weren't in position to draft Jamar Chase. No, you were in position to draft the only young wide receiver who's been more productive than Jamar Chase. Instead, you traded away the rights to a rookie contract, Justin Jefferson, for expensive Stefan Diggs, and then complained about it and blamed that on the reason why you didn't win the game. You stunk bad enough to get the only young receiver better than Jamar Chase, squandered that chance. But guess what? Paying Stefan Diggs isn't the reason why you didn't win either. Not having Justin Jefferson isn't the reason you didn't win either. Paying Josh Allen isn't the reason you didn't win either. The reason you didn't win is because you didn't build the team in a way to thrive in Buffalo in the cold. We've talked about it all week. We've talked about it all week. Having a number one overall pick quarterback or a number seven overall pick quarterback, it's not act like you got Josh Allen out of, out of the seventh round. It isn't Brock Purdy we're talking about. Seventh pick, not seventh round. You, having Stefan Diggs or Jamar Chase, having the, none of the, all of those players are good, right? They cancel each other out. All of those players are good. The difference is 100 yards rushing from Joe Mixon. The difference is the Bengals with an offensive line held together by chewing gum and duct tape. And it was reused duct tape. They took it off somewhere else and then restuck it on. So it, it wasn't even the good duct tape. Their offensive line held together with, with hope and, and, and wishing and, and a shoestring opened up bigger holes running the ball than the one you built in Buffalo. Excuses get you nowhere. Not, I like. I can joke about how Brandon Bean is is he's a warm weather GM. Put together a great like I said, he put together maybe the most talented roster in the NFL. Certainly one of the few teams that can actually enter into that race, right? They can actually be in the discussion for most talented roster in the NFL. It's it's just not a good fit. Now he could like this. This almost makes me think. He's, he's not, when you identify the wrong problem, you bring the wrong solutions, right? If, if he thinks the reason they couldn't beat the Bengals is because they had these two cheap options at quarterback and wide receiver, then I guess he would, he would be inclined to move on from his expensive quarterback or wide receiver or, or look to cut costs elsewhere when in actuality, the thing he needs to solve is the running game. Think about what they did at the the trade deadline, right? They have Devin Singletary. They have James Cook on the roster. Those are two running backs that if you don't, if you aren't familiar with their games, they're very good pass catching, right? They're good catching the ball out of the backfield. They're not as good, you know, throwing their, their, their body behind their shoulder pads and running downhill between the tackles. So at the trade deadline, they said, we need a, we need a running back. They traded for Naheem Hines, who might be one of like, five running backs that are better pass catchers but worse between the tackles than the two guys they already had they 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 essentially said we have too many uh, like a basketball team saying we have too many centers too many centers right too many seven footers we need shooting and spacing do you think we could trade for boban marjanovic they they, they you built a roster that wasn't built to, to win in the cold. 
don't turn around and blame the fact that guys got paid what they're worth. Because I'll tell you this right now, if you don't fix it, the Bengals this offseason, they're going to give Joe Burrow $50 million a year. And the next offseason, they're, they're going to sign an extension for Jamar Chase, and it's going to be $35 million a year. And the Bengals are still going to beat you. What are you going to say then? What are you going to say then? Well, they have younger stars. They're in their prime. Ours are past their prime. You can come up with an excuse every which way, every different kind of kind of thought process you, you can muster. But the fact of the matter is you identify the problem, you fix the problem. If you don't do it in that that order, in that way, with that much simplicity, you're going to you're going to lose in the playoffs again next year. Do you know what the Bills are? I'll tell you what the Bills are. They are the team version of Russell Wilson. Ready for this? This just stumbled upon. Mr. Unlimited. Exactly. They are team unlimited. This is what happens, right? Beginning of the year, start hot. What does everybody do? Pencils them into the MVP, meaning for Russell. Uh, this is Seattle Russell, obviously. Broncos Den- country, let's ride. The, the Broncos country, Russell's a different Russell. Beginning of the year, everybody pencils him in as the MVP because the first six weeks he's playing lights out. Hey, Buffalo. <laughs> we have so many drops. Uh, Buffalo plays great at the beginning of the year. Everyone pencils him into the Super Bowl. Second half, start tumbling. Little speed wobble, little speed wobble. All of a sudden, enter into the playoffs. Don't win the Super Bowl. What happens with Russell? Little speed wobble, little speed wobble. Doesn't even get an MVP vote. Then makes excuses. They're the same thing. Well, they didn't let me in the the, the, t- the table to negotiate with the, the franchise. Excuses, no. That's a good. That's a good thing for life. Excuses, no. Put it on a T-shirt. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, ninety-four point one. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts is being disrespected. I don't know what it is about the, the conference championship game. Everybody looks at the quarterbacks and thinks, what are the craziest thoughts we can have? And then they make them more crazy. Jalen Hurts, we're going to show you some respect coming up next. Mr. Unlimited.